Hello and welcome to Side Dish, your podcast about Longmont, all the stuff you want to know and very little that you need to know. I am Eric Ozempa. And I am Brady Steffel. All right, Brady, welcome in. We got our special guests here right off the bat, so we're actually yep. going to get to them. Um, we've got a lot to talk about, but for right now, we'll make sure we don't just uh, gonna, waste these, waste these just fellows' time. Skip it all. We're not going to make them suffer through the podcast. <laughs> exactly. <You're> not, <laughs> You don't have to. Sorry, guys, are sitting there in the wings. You don't have to suffer any longer than, you know. I mean, well, I might just make them sit through it. Time <laughs> yeah. it out. This is what I, kind I of show you know. Role. I don't really think we should, you know, because That's, that would just be really harsh and uh, really not yeah. fair to them. So undo, unjust. because yeah. they're just they going to hear us rant and rave anyway. So cruel and unusual. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I want to welcome in Justin Lightfield and Brian Minster, and please. Um, if I butchered your last names, please let me know. And uh, Justin is the senior developer, Boulder County Housing Authority, and Brian is the uh, was with RNN Architects and project manager. And please, again, correct me if I'm wrong with that. But I don't see, I don't hear anything, so I probably muted you. So. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the old man uses technology half hour show uh exactly. we welcome everybody who's here now suffering through the dead air it's a brilliant That's time right. to be here wonderful time to be alive thank you eric these gentlemen are here to talk about the spoke at kaufman and i believe that that is the correct title of the development i see justin nodding his head so correct and welcome in very much and, and justin if you could just tell us tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and who you are that would be awesome Sure. So I am Justin Lightfield. I'm the senior developer with the Boulder County Housing Authority. And also, as you mentioned, joining me is Brian Minster, uh, principal architect for RNN Architects. Uh, they've been a great project partner on this project. It's been multiple years in design, development, now construction. So looking forward to having Brian talk about the specifics of design, placemaking, um, and integrating this project into the urban fabric of Longmont as well. Um, but I'll start off just a little bit about the Boulder County Housing Authority and give a, a larger overview about the project as well and where we started and where we're at to date. So um, please feel free to jump in at any time with questions as they come up. But Yeah, real the, quickly, Justin, I would just want to identify that this is the project that is across from the hub, which is between 5th and 6th on Kaufman. Is that correct? Okay. Cool. Yeah, That's very correct. cleverly called the hub and then the spoke, right? Correct. That's true. Yes. And we actually had a, a <laughs> contest for that, which was um, we, we had over 130 votes um, back in March of 2020 to actually help name this project. So it was a very involved, inclusive process, um, starting even with the initial name for the project. But I, I, it, I do like those kinds of uh, things. My, my friends this morning on our group chat were talking about it. Back in Minnesota, they were naming snow plows, and one of the winners was, or one of the one of the entries was uh, Plowabunga. <laughs> <laughs> I think Hub and Spoke's a bit more dignified, probably yeah, exactly. uh, a better a better fit. So, congrats on that. I like it. Thank you. Yeah, we're we're pretty proud of the name. Um, so, uh, with the Boulder County Housing Authority, just again broad overview. Um, BCHA has a property portfolio of just above 900 affordable homes, uh, but units and homes, we have both apartment units, townhomes, and single-family homes within our portfolio, um, but about 900 total with about 58 properties scattered all around Boulder. We're really glad to be here today. Um, the Spokane Kaufman project, it's, a, it's going to be in a mixed-use neighborhood. 
um, and it's going to be 73 affordable apartment homes ranging from one to three bedrooms. Um, and what makes it, makes it a mixed use development is that there are going to be commercial components as well. So we're working with RNN to establish a enterprise cafe space. So a couple of thousand square feet will be dedicated nonprofit space to that. And additionally, there's going to be a office on site specifically for the Boulder County Housing Authority as well, where, where we will have our own on site staff there. Um, additionally, there's going to be a 262 parking garage space. It's above ground, about four and a half stories. And within that, we're going to have electric car charging stations and e-bike charging stations as well. And I'll let Brian get into some of the specific sustainability components on the project. Um, but those are just a few looking at high level at, at the project. Awesome. And Brian, I, I want to say that I, I butchered and demoted you. So I think I said project manager, but it's you're, you're much more glorified title than that. So forgive me. Well, you gave me more responsibility than maybe I deserve. I don't know. <laughs> um, they, project managers are paid less than architects sometimes. So. But anyways, no problem. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, we oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. Forgive me. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, yeah, we're excited because, uh, as you can see, it's breaking ground already. We're up to level three on the parking garage. So uh, I'm sure you're getting a lot of feedback from the residents on it taking shape and uh, a lot of questions. So uh, what's going on, you know? So we're really, uh, we appreciate you inviting us to share a little bit about the project architecturally as well. You know, we... Um, we did, uh, when we first started this project, we had to figure out, you know, what was the best thing for the city of Longmont through various um, community meetings. Um, the primary focus we believed was in the planning stages, how do we make a purposeful, you know, belonging for this project into the urban fabric? and. Uh, one of the one of the things uh, that came up was the pedestrian. You know, this is really a, um, a major site between the hub and Main Street. And how do you create uh, a, a sense of place for folks? Also create, you know, as the word now connotates the spoke, a connection between the two. Um, so the, one of the primary things that was really challenging is how do we you know, create that connectivity between the two, um, Main Street and Kaufman. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the primary features that we did was integrate a pedestrian walkway actually through the level one of the parking garage, hmm. which is actually in alignment with the um, existing connector. Um, there's, um, you know, as you know, there's arbors at each one of these major connectors, and we actually align that walkway so we can create connectivity for the pedestrians that visit to, to go to the retailer. So there's a main lobby down in the uh, first level. The elevator takes you from fourth down to level one and connect to Main Street or the hub. Uh, and right, right where um, Justin was mentioning with the tenant, the commercial spaces, that lobby connects to those spaces as well. So it's, it's really well woven into, you know, the spoke is well woven into the fabric that way. So Brian, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to call you a little bit on the, the jargon because I, I wasn't familiar with what 
when you were talking about the space and such, it sounds like from a very basic um, uh, understanding, because I'm 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 definitely not as smart as as you all are. On oh, this you topic. are. So when you're saying like a pedestrian walkway, are you talking about a walkway within the building to say to main, like you said, main street, like literally like you're going to walk out the, I believe there's the, um, the walkway or the breezeway between the buildings before that. So we'll literally go out there and um, you could just walk over to main street and then will there be like a pedestrian section in front of the building on Kaufman or, Help me with that confusion. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. As you uh, well know, there's a redevelopment plan for Kaufman Street. Mm-hmm. And part of that redevelopment plan includes some bus lanes and uh, stops along the way. Um, but the hub's a major, you know, stopping point for a number of folks in the city of Longmont. So directly from the hub, there'll be a walkway that crosses Kaufman kind of mid-span of the building that actually a walkway that has a dedicated easement through the parking garage on level one. Oh, nice. To connect connect to Main Street, which aligns to the, the alleyway between the retailers. Um, and there's actually a current crosswalk there at Main Street now. Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. So that's okay. where I was um, kind of speaking about no i appreciate it very much and, and bringing it down to kind of my understanding level so i appreciate that so. yeah we we tend to get a little too deep in the weeds especially working on this project for multiple years so <laughs> well <laughs> every every bit. every business every you know every profession has some sort of level of jargon or acronyms you know the county is <laughs> come on let's let's face it, the county is not no stranger to acronyms i mean come on <laughs> <laughs> every, other, every other word is an acronym right yeah. <laughs> One other other reason for that pedestrian breezeway that Brian was mentioning is, of course, our adjacent location to the St. Brain Community Hub, um, which is going to offer a wide range of services to our residents as well, everything from health coverage to food to financial services. So part of our project, as well as the Kaufman Street Redevelopment Corridor Plan, is looking at putting in a mid-block crossing. So you'd have a uh, essentially a crosswalk going across that span between 5th and 6th on Hoffman Street to allow easy access from for our residents across the street to the hub and, and vice versa so people can get to the uh, apartments and the cafe as well. Yeah, so awesome. if I have this right, then there's, there is a crosswalk on Main Street that's like halfway up the block where Flavors of India used to be, right in that area, like north yeah. of the theater. Yep. Yeah, and then it goes through sort one. of yeah, that's the one. Perfect. And then mm-hmm. if you're looking at it, you walk through and there's like two brick buildings on either side. You sort of walk through. It's a, it's a nice enough little area. And I think it's got paver stones and then that would open up into the parking garage. Yeah, it's right adjacent to the theater. Yep. Uh, exactly. So, okay. yeah, that alley is in alignment with uh, that pedestrian walkway through the parking garage. And then that would just continue all the way across over Kaufman, too. And you just have one nice uh, pedestrian corridor going through there. Yeah, exactly. We we did sink the uh, you know the pedestrian walkway a little bit. It's about two foot down below grade, but it allowed us to give the retailers enough height uh, above the first level of the the parking garage, which is level two, uh, to get clearances to get people to walk through there with uh, you know some level of comfort. Uh, sure. Yeah. And then you were saying four stories. Is that where it caps out? You're on third and it's going up to four? Yeah, we're actually five on the parking. It's just a 
uh, split ramp, but uh, four on the residence. And um, it's pretty much the same height as the um, V-Rain, St. V-Rain hub. So okay. nice, nice. Similar height, yeah. And, um, and Justin, you probably can answer this too as well. Both of you probably could answer this, but I, I believe it's, is it workforce housing is what it's identified as, or is there a different terminology we should be using? Yeah. So, so there are different terms that are used interchangeably. Um, you, you can use workforce housing, you can use the term affordable housing. Um, but what that, what that really means is for this development, the Spokane Kaufman in particular, we are um, looking at a range between 30 and 60% area median income. And I'll, I'll provide some examples of, of what that actually looks like in terms of income for the residents who can apply to live here. So using 2020 numbers, because every year HUD updates their AMIs, as we call them, of course, we have to use more acronyms, right? <laughs> so area median income, for a family of four, that essentially translates to a maximum income of about $69,000, family of four. Now, if you're looking at a single person household, that's a maximum income of about $48,000. And that, in our research, that really translates to a typical income of, say, a, a nurse, a firefighter, bank teller. Um, lots of people working in the public service, teachers, folks like that, that really need a place in the community where they work um, in order to allow them to live, work, and play all in the same community. So those are the folks we're really trying to bring in to our community here at the Spokane Kaufman and, and allow them to both live and work in this city. I think that sounds really awesome. And then I love the, the composition too of the enterprise cafe space. And then um, it sounds like, again, you'll have some nonprofit uh, space too as well. Can you can you touch on that again? Like how many nonprofit spaces were you looking at? Sure. So for this, for the Spokane Kaufman, we're looking at one nonprofit space. Okay. It's going to be on um, essentially mid-block on the Kaufman Street side of the project. And it's going to have storefront. So uh, glass panels lining Kaufman Street um, with some sliding garage doors as well that can open up to the cafe space. And um, we will, after we design it, we will be looking for uh, a nonprofit tenant to take that place. Nice. Uh, so it's essentially going to be sort of a small little cafe um, sandwich shop where people can, um, where people, even our residents, can gain valuable career skill, skills by working. Fantastic. And then, uh, Brian, I want to ask you, like, as a, from an architecture standpoint, what really excites you about this project? Like that might be different from another project or maybe similar. What, what really excites you about bring, what, you're, what you're bringing to Longmont through the design? Well, I think the, the, the value comes in to enhancing the vitality of uh, the city of Longmont. Um, you know, I think people, once they recognize, the citizens recognize um, the benefits to having the 262 car parking that's actually shared between the residents and uh, you know the city and other stakeholders that the convenience that it provides will be uh, valued. I think it'll provide uh, you know an incentive for retailers to you know generate more revenue as well. Um, I, from an architectural point of view, I think the challenge for us was. How do you take uh, two 
separate types of uh, building types, a parking garage made out of concrete and a residence made out of wood framing and make it look like one development. So I think that was the challenge for us, how to make this look like um, it was integrated, two separate building structures with commonality. Uh, one supports the other, the parking might support the residents more than vice versa. So we, how do we overlap materials and carry continuity in the horizontal design elements? Um, that was really the biggest challenge we had from a, a building design point of view. Yeah, well, the renderings look amazing. So I think, you know, I compliment you on what it, what it plans to look like. And Brady and I are both really avid fans of downtown. And we would just love downtown. So anything that kind of adds vibrancy to downtown and and brings life to it. And and again, you know, Brady and I hear about people complaining about parking all the time. So, <laughs> which always makes, we always chuckle about that anyway. I mean, very few places that I know of where you park for free pretty much in front of any storefront generally speaking. So yeah, <laughs> we had to walk up to half a block before Eric, I don't know what you're talking about. It's yeah. an absolute nightmare. Uh, 2021 is the year all about health and wellness, right? So that's right. Should be willing to park farther away from the village. But that's no, this is, I think this is a great amenity. And as Brian said, I, I do want to mention um, while we're on here, our other project partners as well. So we have Boulder County, the Longmont Downtown Development Authority, and of course, the city of Longmont, who have all played a role one way or another in uh, funding the project um, and, and even Boulder County and the Longmont Downtown Development Authority contributing land to the project as well. So those three other project partners, in addition to, of course, the Boulder County Housing Authority, have played a key role in making this a really successful project to date. So when is the, what is the launch date? When are you expected to be concluded with uh, the development then? Sure. So we started construction of the project back in September of 2020, and we're looking at project completion of spring of 2022. Nice. Um, so I, either the end of it's going to be end of March, early April when tenants can start moving. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, and and uh, we'll get you out on this question, this final question. Like, um, you know, what do you, you know, what would you be your your goal as far as Justin? What would be your goal for? for this kind of community, if you will, and and the vibrancy downtown, how do you think it contributes to to Longmont and how do you see that, you know, in, in the future here in, in Longmont? Yeah, so I think there are a couple of components to this project that add to the vibrancy of it. It's not just a apartment, um, apartment development, it's a mixed use development. So we're bringing in the vibrancy component through that enterprise cafe that's going to be opened up to everyone in the public. They can use that space. They can buy sandwiches and coffees probably at more of a reduced rate. Um, the additional component is on-site property management to uh, not only assist residents, but also people at the hub who may need some assistance in finding uh, a place to live possibly not at Bespoke, but at another um, property that we own in, in Longmont. And then the third component, of course, is this pedestrian breezeway, which really serves as a connector between Main Street and bringing pedestrian traffic over to the hub and, and vice versa as well. Um, and fourth, uh, I guess lastly, is the parking components. <laughs> and having four different entities being able to park in a parking garage and 
actually working out that plan was fairly complex, but <laughs> parking to Boulder County Housing Authority, our residents, Boulder County employees, uh, Longmont Downtown Development Authority, the city of Longmont, it's it's a pretty great achievement to have that. So um, look forward to seeing this project come to life. And um, hopefully by March of 2022, we can have an in-person ribbon cutting. At that point, it should be hopefully safe to do so. And uh, look forward to completing this project. Fantastic. It's I really commend you, you both and, and the team for actually getting this off the ground. And it looks pretty amazing to see the crane over there and, and all the progress that's being made so far. So we, we really look forward to it. And I know Brady and I, again, passionate about downtown, excited about what it's going to bring sure. to the vibrancy downtown. And also with when we talked to Phil Greenwald about some of the plans on Kaufman, it really fully integrates with that, too, as well. So that's pretty cool. So thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks Appreciate so much, very much. Thanks for having us. Thanks all right. Us. Get you back on your day. Thank you very much. All right. Have a good day, gentlemen. Thank All you. right. Uh, that was Justin Lightfield and Brian Minster from uh, the, the Spoke Project there on Kaufman. And uh, we're just ever so grateful that they decided to join us. Um, that should be a really cool project. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, geez, there's so many uh, things going on in downtown Longmont that are like when I moved here in 13, I never would have foreseen like the scale of this sort of stuff going on, whether it's the Main Street Station or this. Uh, pretty profound. So it is. really wild to see that massive crane looming over, like even from Main Street, you can see this huge crane looming over the entire situation. You're going, what the heck's going on over there? So awesome to get an update on that. I did read um, an article the other day about um, RTD looking to build more affordable housing um, in places near stops. So like where RTD is servicing as opposed oh, to... Cool. And I like that because I think that that makes a lot of sense um, in the work that I've done where I write for nonprofits. A big issue is people who, you know, don't have access to mobility struggle to get to these locations. Um, so that's that's a cool idea is to have this. And if the there is a, a larger central hub down across the street from Main Street Station someday, like has been discussed, that's pretty close. Like and then there's bus lines. You have access to various things. That whole corridor would be a nice, lively place. Make it easy to live without a car, which would be awesome. Um, so that's really cool. I, I would have loved to get some input from those guys, but I yeah. think that's a neat thing. And I also think just the idea of just added or retaining diversity within the community, meaning yeah. income diversity, <laughs> other diversity is really important. Yeah. So it is you know, that we tried to prevent, you know, total gentrification and all of a sudden, you know, it's the haves and the have nots only the haves it's, can live here. Yeah. yeah. It ain't, it ain't easy to no. put too fine a point on it. No, um, that's for sure. Uh, median house prices are going up, have gone up by 50% since we've moved here, if not a little yeah. bit more. 50%. Cool. So it was, uh, I think, under three, and now it's over 400,000. So yeah. it was like 250 something, three, and now it's 450, close to five, depending on where you're at in town. Median home price for for uh, Longmont. And it's like, whoa. So that's screaming. Um, and then finally, all the experts always say that in order to revitalize your downtown, you need to bring people to live downtown. Yeah. So. so Having that as another group of populace that actually is going to be able to, mm -hmm. you know, spend some money downtown is a good thing too. Yeah, so. live, work, and play. Right. That's right. Um, I have lots of things on the buzz. Do you want to? Let's go to the buzz. Let's so. do it because we need like a we need like a theme music transition <laughs> thing. Eric, hit it. So let's see. Oh, Thanks to Matt and uh, uh, gosh, who is the other gentleman? I'm sorry that usually Bill? gives us Bill. Yeah, Bill, Bill and Matt Bill's actually gave us some information, crazy. so it's really cool. 
Uh, so Bill, our on the street reporter, if you will, gave yeah. us the uh, the fork in Lyons is converting to a beer garden and tap room, which is pretty cool. That is just on the outer edge of town as you're about to turn right and go to Rocky Mountain National Park or Estes Park. And so that's a pretty exciting over there for Lyons. And we're only saying it because, hey, you know, we're not, we don't live in a bubble. We can oh. go over there too, as well. So I mean, I, you know, like we focus on Longmont, but there's just a lot yeah. of cool stuff happening in our community, in adjacent communities, and in the state. So, like, yeah, you know, I, I ain't above talking about that. And uh, High Plains Bank has got a new branch on uh, 2318 17th Avenue. That's going to go up. That's kind of the, uh, you know, not the most exciting thing in the world for a new bank, but it's right. exciting for High Plains Bank. They started hey. off kind of a smaller local bank, and they've Oh, that's the one they're going to have a, a branch in the, the, the building is just talking about the old, the main street station or whatever. Is that them? Uh, South? No, a different one. High country bank is over at okay. South street station. Yeah. Okay. So right. I know you can't yeah, confuse like, a bank. Yeah. First national yeah. and high country <laughs> and high plains. And it's like, ah, okay. Exactly. It's, you know, it's a bank. Like they're going to do the same thing. And then Bill also talked about the used record store. So you're a audiophile and a vinyl head. So, you know, gosh, we got now three, I think. I, four. I was actually pretty surprised to hear about that one. So I'm, um, I just, I, I, I'm at a loss for words for a change. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, all things, all sales vinyl, right? Yeah. They're called. Correct. Yeah. Um, and they said, he said the, um, 716 main street is the, the location. that they Yeah. So if you visualize where the, uh, I'm trying to think oh, yeah, like where Longspeak right pub, basically Longspeak pub is on the corner of Longspeak and Maine. You go up just a little bit, a hair, North of there and on the opposite side, on the east side, that's where it's going to be. I thought you were going to say by the hair salon. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. Yep. But that's going to so be right in that area. It looks like the building is all ready to go. And so I expect that to be open here fairly soon. Todd Scott over at Guitars, etc., is apparently the owner of this new uh, endeavor. I, I'm a bit shocked. I didn't realize vinyl was such a thing. So I'm... Uh, <clears throat> I yeah. Okay, I... I'm going to be surprised if the city can support three dedicated record stores. Yeah. Um, and I don't wish ill will to any of them. I want them all to succeed. Okay. So that, that being said, I think that they're, they're all really cool. I love going into record stores. I love buying vinyl. Um, I'm hoping that they can, but I will say that Todd, um, I talked to Todd a few years back. Uh, because you know, I like guitars. If you look behind my wall on the Zoom call here, uh, I've got all kinds of them. So I've been in there a number of times. I've talked to Todd, and he said a few years ago that things are going well for the business. It sounded like you know they've been open long enough that they paid off some of the business expenses. And he was kind of wondering what to do next. And I'm wondering if this was part of that or not or what. But um, it's just really cool that you know he's he's venturing out in that. He obviously knows how to run a business. They've been around forever. So if anybody can do it, I would think that he can, and I'll definitely check it out. 716 main actually looks like that bright red building exactly that right? yep, yeah that's it and so yep. that that bright red building was a cbd oil place that is kinsey ah. rose that has now go to gone to an online format so they're still around they're just selling online i'm guessing yeah with all of the covid stuff they probably said it's going to be easier that building is open i kind of hope they paint it not gonna lie um i don't think they will i think that bright red is what they're going to go with because the logo so? they already got a sign on there Oh, so I can't imagine they're going to paint it with the sign on there already. So I was going to yeah. try and get out and do a little drive around today, but I was trying to to give away some bicycles on Craigslist, and I kept getting text messages and couldn't go out to drive That's around cool. and look at yeah. some of the stuff. But um, good, good for them. I'm excited. Um, looking forward to going in there. Um, you yeah, know, we'll just kind of see how it goes. 
I'm always curious to see what the prices are going to be too. So I'll be really interested to see because I haven't been in a record store for a while. I mean, I do have yeah. a collection of records, but I I haven't been in a record store for a while. So I'll be I think Antonio Lopez's. I picked up his um, when I was in the record store. The other one on Main Street. My brain, I can't remember exactly what it's called. Um, and that was twenty twenty five bucks, something like that, for a new pressing. You know, yeah. and that's a local yep. artist and stuff. So I'm, I'm happy to pay that. I've definitely seen. You can get the high-end autofile stuff, which is fine, sounds great, but then you're flipping the disc all the time because it's you know 180 gram and they only put a few albums or a few songs per side. So it's yeah. like you listen to two songs, you flip it over, you listen to two songs, you flip it over. You know, it's like, well, I want to go in the kitchen and make dinner at the same time. I'm not just gonna sit. So, you know, if you want to put your chair next to it, you know, you get your fa- fancy Eames chair or something, you're sitting there in your little listening room, that's fine. Um, but those can be 40, 50 bucks um for a, a record uh it just kind of depends on what you're getting i mean when i was if i go back to south dakota to visit family or even minnesota where my my family lives in a small town you can still find used records for one to five bucks a piece oh exactly yeah, yeah. and here that's not at all the case but no no in fact when i started collecting i was in college and see you on the hill they have i believe albums on the hill is still there mm-hmm. and uh the guy who ran it is still running it and uh just you know, it was amazing as far as some of the the records that he had there. You know, just the older records, and yeah. I imagine that's a nice collection of older and newer is what you'll probably find. I know the ones that I passed by on Main Street and some others. It's mostly used. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily the new collection, um, but it'll be curious to know what they what they go with. So it'll be fascinating. Yeah, uh, you know. I'd, I'd love to hear the business model. Maybe we could talk on sometime. I mean, it'd be cool to hear yeah, about his successes cool. as being yeah. a you know successful business owner selling guitars and stuff. Well, and he have a he and I have a story about Don McLean, so we can share that and how we both met. But we'll bye we'll bye do that at a different pie. time. Yeah, we'll do that at a different time. If you've now never listened we... to Don Don McLean, like go listen to Don McLean. Like he's got more than that one jam. It's he's got good stuff. Go listen to it. <laughs> So I say, like, I hadn't really listened to him, and I was doing some random oldie station. And you know how these algorithms work? They're super limited sometimes, yeah. where it's like every fourth song is a Don McLean song. And it's like, these are pretty good. Like, I haven't heard any of these, but these are pretty good. So by all means, uh, he's not just that one hit guy. He's got some good stuff. Well, here, there's the recommendation. So now that we've lost everybody because we were talking about vinyl <laughs> for 40 minutes, we can move on to Kava. Are you familiar with Kava? There's a uh, Kava that's going to open here in, in Longmont. I am not. Tell me about so, it. I am not really that. I have to go and check it out because there's already Kava bars in Boulder and I got to go check it out. But anyway, oh, it's supposed to be a yeah. drink, of course, comprised of the Kava plant, which is predominantly from the South Pacific. And it produces relaxation and has sedation qualities. So I'm cool. guessing it's more of a relaxation kind of drug kind of thing. And uh, Is so this like a chamomile tea type? No, drink, I don't really think it's like, like a, a, it's probably a little bit more than chamomile okay. tea. <laughs> less, less than alcohol, more than chamomile tea somewhere. In there, I so. don't even really think of, I, I would equate it probably more to pot than I would probably to really? alcohol. Oh. At least that's the kind of the, the qualities that people are saying like, Oh, the relaxation would be great to have somebody well, from Colorado Mount, mountain Kava, who is actually going to be opening here in town. So they're going to be down by, um, 615 Ken Pratt. So that's where Rosario's is. That's a Peruvian mm-hmm. restaurant. Well, if you yeah. want to effort on that, man, that'd be, that'd be fun. Yeah. And if you don't yeah. mind getting a little low, you could go down there. And no, and we actually drive do, us home. We should, we should check it out. But March 15th is when they're opening. Cool. I think the thing that scares me about it from a personal standpoint is the fact that I don't really love kombucha and I mm-hmm. get kind of a kombucha vibe from it. So okay. I don't, if it, if it tastes like kombucha, well then I'm probably out. So, well, just, 
do shooters with linebackers or something. I don't, yeah. know. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Or sorry to the owners here. We're not really selling this stuff. We don't know much about it. We'd love to hear from <laughs> exactly. you. By all means, if somebody can get us uh, in contact, we'd love to talk to them, have them on, at least get some clarification, you know, some literature from them. Yeah, and then uh, side dish longmud at gmail.com is the, is the best address to get. Look at this guy. So professional jumping in. Um, um Go ahead. I will also say that uh, a fair amount of the counties around us have returned to blue status. So out of the yellow, oh. down from the red, uh, yeah. which is good news. Um, if you look at total numbers, total numbers are still up quite a bit from last summer, though down quite a bit more from where they peaked. Uh, oh, precipitously. Last year. Yeah, it's like a yeah. cliff, which is great. So they've come yeah. down um, with herd immunity. I mean, we haven't hit anything close to herd immunity, but we've got vaccines starting. We've got uh, immunity built up by people having had the virus already. That helps. People being more safe and realizing that it is an issue uh, probably also helps. So there's some loosening of restrictions that goes with that. Um, the bars, can st- I think the bars are still closed. Some indoor dining is reopened. Um, last call at places that also serve food, I think is extended a little bit later, stuff like that. So nothing drastic, um, limits for the amount of people that can be in a place at a time are, are upped a little bit. So nothing profound, profound, but a little bit more normalcy. Well, the county stays yellow. That's the yeah. big takeaway. And there's a new affliction now too. It's called vaccine envy. So those who have got actually received the vaccine, those who don't, don't, or haven't had it are apparently under this, this new psychological weight of vaccine envy so i'll say that i have envy in a certain sense i'm just excited to go get one so don't worry about it quite so much you know you gotta still wear your mask and stuff to keep because you can get it you can still spread it you know exactly um keep people safe i also want to stress to people too is just keep washing your hands that's a good practice anyway irregardless of pandemic just wash your hands okay (laughs) yeah go to the bathroom wash your hands yeah eric's on a rant i am on a rant all right uh let's see you wanted to give a shout out to heather at the times building for giving us a a guided tour of that new building project there over there on Main Street. We're going to have her on next week, so yeah, she can talk about that project. She was great. Yeah, awesome. that building's. I mean, that's that's ramping up. That's looking beautiful. That I mean, speak of stuff that's revitalizing in in downtown Longmont. I went in there and I was nothing but impressed by the way that that space is being transformed. That's really cool. A lot of great architectural features, open spaces, preserving some of the initial, the original stuff with, they're using some of the uh, old wallpaper as features, which is cool because some of it's really busy and wild. Um, skylights, open areas where you can do yoga and junk. It's looking cool. I'm excited for that. Um, and I if know- anybody remembers what it looked like before, it was just, oh, it was just an ugly, sad interior so it is so cool you won't even recognize it and it's worth mentioning too real quick that they're doing a commercial kitchen space with like a pass through to a little dining area it looks really cool so you can do testing menus and have people in i was excited about all of it i used to be a cook i'm like this is so much fun so i think that's cool for the people that are um looking for co-working spaces that type of thing commercial touch kitchen stuff looks cool impressed excited to have her on it's awesome i got a couple of events i would just wanted to mention february 26th 11 to 11.30, librarians Claire and Stephanie are going to host a story time highlighting Black authors, and that's for preschool and first grade kids. And if you want information about that, you can go check out the library. Uh, it is part of Black History Month, so that's pretty cool. And then I think the other thing about the library that I think is fascinating is how they're embracing some technology here. This you're doing is a text to librarian? Yes. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I love yeah, that. That's fun. So you text START to 720-466-7887, and you can ask a librarian a question. So in my day, a long time ago, when I went to college my freshman year, you could actually call a librarian or info yeah. desk 24-7. You could yeah. ask them anything. As you can imagine, 
as so a this, stupid. This was this after stupid, you were a little older, and you didn't have to just use telegrams anymore. And like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we got rid of the courier pigeon. And so you call, and you would like if you were stuck on something, like for a paper or whatever. And people used it for dumb things, as you can imagine. You know, yeah. uh, young people were prone to do. But but it was kind of cool. Like if you were stuck on a paper or and you couldn't find something, you could yeah. just call them, and they'd give you information. It was cool. It's so nice that young people have are are no longer like that. No, they're responsible and respectable <laughs> now. Yeah, absolutely. So God, that that's my day. We never did anything. That's right. Idiotic. That's all I got, my friend. What do you got? Uh, no. Let's see. I, I got to say that a sad thing that I, I read is that um, up to 40% of educators in Colorado, I understand this is Colorado as a whole, are considering quitting after the end of the semester. Yeah, I heard about that too. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's you know, if you've got a teacher around you, appreciate them. I mean, I'd love to pay them more and support them more. That'd be ideal. Build new buildings and stuff. Big issues have been that, um, you know, the spaces that we have now are not equipped to deal with the problems that we're having these days. Yeah. They're just not big enough. There's no money going to help. Uh, so that's that's sad. So right, teachers, um, you're here to hear. You heard it here first. Brady is going to open his checkbook and pay you more. Man, you know what? No. I had a teaching <laughs> license back in Minnesota, and I just decided there's there's too much here. It's it was too hard. Yeah. Um, you there's no respect in the job. You have to do it because you love it. And I respect to people who stay in it and respect to the really good teachers. And for me, I cannot, I mean, serious in all seriousness, I mean, just the amount of respect I have for them going through this yeah, and trying to hold the attention of students, you know, having them do their homework, having them do their, um, all assignments and such virtually. I mean, that just, it just blows my mind. You know, it's it's just pretty amazing how they were able to hold it together. So it's cool. Yeah. So, Otherwise, you got a couple of nice days coming up here. Get out, go do something, you know, get out of the house, get your stir crazies all uncrazy and go, go, go do something. And then, you know, we're coming up on spring. I'm just excited for that. So excited. To get I am as well. It has been, we got a couple of nice days here coming up and it's really cool. So this has felt like a longer winter than most. So I'm really excited for the spring. I would agree. And uh, with that, we're going to close it out. Want to thank Andy Epler for our intro music as always. Uh, thanks to, uh, um, um, Matt and Bill for being kind of our eyes on the street. And if anybody else wants to get involved and give us some uh, information about what's going on in Longmont, give us a shout at sidedishlongmont at gmail.com. Um, thanks to David Cutter Music for music of your week. Love this jam, so it just kind of makes me happy. So uh, also find us go, on- go like and subscribe. Right? That's right. Like, like us and give us a rating. To, I, I always have to show up and, and say that. You never you do. You know, yeah. it doesn't hurt. I mean, you got some good ratings, you know. If you're going to rate us good, let us know. You know? <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, don't show up with that one star nonsense. Get out of here. <laughs> you know what you're getting. Thanks, Brady. Thanks, Eric.